firefighter and an EMS professional. You put your life on the line every day for others. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it, and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a battalion of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss span all kinds of professions. That being said, let's light the spark. We've recently had some probies come out of their 16-week fire academy, and we've been able to put eyes on them and see their personalities kind of come to light. While in the academy, everything was regimented for them and planned out, now they're having to adapt to their crew, adapt to the interruption of emergency calls coming in, and adapt to the emergency situation itself. It can be overwhelming at times. They may have been confident in the academy, but now that they're on the trucks, shift work will provide them with an entirely different environment when it comes to getting along with their crew, being adaptable, and knowing when to relax, if ever. I've got some friends who just got the call to start an academy soon, so it's very exciting for them, very exciting times. What I've decided to do is dedicate this episode to those who are about to start an academy, are currently in one, or have just come out of one and may be looking for some guidance or advice on things they can keep in mind in order to help them manage the first impressions they leave and build bonds with their crew. These tips that I'm going to be reviewing aren't necessarily just for uh, new firefighters or probationary firefighters. These are these are principles that can be carried with you throughout your entire career. So let's get started on talking about them. There are eight that I'm going to run through. So if you want to pause it, take some notes, or listen to it again and take some notes, I would encourage that. Eight seems to be the magic number. I think the last episode we did was eight as well. Eight uh, identifiers of toxic leaders. <laughs> but um, it's going to be eight tips today, guys. So like I said, feel free to take notes or re-listen and take notes when you're listening to it a second time. Number one, be motivated. It seems silly that I even have to say this, but you'd be surprised at how many new firefighters adopt an attitude that shows that they feel like they can relax and take it easy now that they're out of the academy. This isn't the case. Now is the time for a different kind of diligence. The lessons they learned in the academy were only a primer for the real-world application of skills. Those skills they learned will typically be only required of them while on an emergency call. But what about the rest of the time? If you find yourself with nothing to do, remember that there is always <laughs> something to do. Clean a bathroom, wash the walls, straighten the silverware, fold the towels, whatever. There's always something that needs to be done around a firehouse. 
The key to time as a probie is time management. Identify the things that could use some TLC. Identify problems that need to be solved. Figure out some solutions to improve your environment and get after it. Keep in mind, not all of this stuff you identify needs to be done on your very first day. <laughs> a lot of guys try to like focus on just getting everything done and packing it in one day. Space things out. Take time in completing these tasks. Be purposeful in your effort. It's not the quantity of the work that you do. It's the quality of the work that matters. Number two, have table manners. The dinner table is a coveted place where wars are fought and won. Sitting down with the veterans may be intimidating, so here are some things to keep in mind to make sure that you're seen in a good light and don't overstep your boundaries. Follow the conversation. Don't lead it. A lot of people told me to, quote, not have an opinion. But that's an incredibly stifling attitude to push down the line, don't you think? What I'd recommend is to listen more than you speak. By actively listening, you'll hear what the desires, the hopes, the prejudices, and the aspirations of the crew are that you've been assigned. If someone asks your opinion, then you should absolutely be respectful and share it. Respectful being the key word here, guys. Don't go around telling everyone your thoughts and feelings on everything in an unsolicited manner. Be the first to serve and the first to start cleaning up. Don't leave the kitchen until you check with the cook to see if he or she needs any more help. And when you're eating, don't be a glutton. Don't eat any extra food unless it's offered to you. Just because you may be a big guy doesn't give you the entitlement or the right to devour what's left in the pot. A reputation gained early lasts forever. Number three, don't procrastinate. Just like it's best to attack a fire on the front end rather than on the back end when it's become fully involved and done the most damage, it's important to tackle tasks around the station in the same manner. Don't put off work that needs to be done. There are going to be times when the alarm goes off and it interrupts something that you're working on, and that's okay, that's part of the job. But don't let that job go unfinished when you get back to the station. Don't let it escape your mind. Unfinished work sticks out like a sore thumb when it comes to time for shift change. We all know the feeling of having to report something that didn't get done. It doesn't feel good because we all know that more than likely, it didn't get done because of us. Teamwork isn't just for emergencies. As we work together doing the menial things, that need to get done, we have conversations, we learn about each other, and we build the morale that's crucial to good shift and a great crew. Number four, know your role. A good captain will make you aware of what's expected of you, day one, and I've had only one captain in my entire tenure as a firefighter for 12 years sit down with me and lay out his expectations for me, and it has stayed with me to this day. Now, I spent a lot of time as a rover, a roving firefighter, so I fill in the gaps when people call out sick or use vacation time. And I've had an opportunity to work with a bunch of different crews and a bunch of different captains. And all the other times I've had to approach my captain and ask him or her what they expect of me while I was on their crew. Regardless of whether or not you get the expectations explained to you, you should take it upon yourself to identify what they are, even if that means asking your captain flat out. Yeah, sometimes you can ask the crew, 
and get an idea and get a feel for what the captain likes. But honestly, just go to the source, right? It's not like you're jumping the chain. You're just trying to figure out what the expectations are so you can meet that expectation and make sure everything runs smoothly. Make sure you're aware of how any and all equipment works on the truck that you've been assigned to. You, there, there's a potential for you to be asked or required to use any piece of equipment on that truck. So it's your responsibility to know where it is, that it's in proper working order, and how to use it. This goes from radios to power tools. Spend some time and familiarize yourself with your truck and all the tools on it. Number five, go with the flow. The operations calendar is a prayer to Father Time. We have what's called an operations calendar. We can check it every day, and it'll give us an idea of, of the administrative things or training that we need to get accomplished that day. And all of the things on the calendar may get done, and none of them may get done. It's all dependent on the EMS and the fire gods. The fantastic thing about a career in the fire service is that no two days are ever the same, ever. There may be a plan for things that need to get done, but those things don't always happen. Another thought is that you can only be so prepared for what you think might come your way. And I'll give you an example. Uh, a few shifts ago, I was told at the very last minute that I'd be going to TRT training, which is technical rescue technician training. So things like swift water, helicopter, mountain rescues, ropes, confined space, all that cool stuff. Um, so I was told at the last minute that I'd be going to TRT training with the crew I happened to be working with that day. Now, I personally am not a TRT or a technical rescue technician. I am not. And I have absolutely no gear when it comes to any of the tasks that a TRT technician or team is required to do. I don't have any equipment. <laughs> Regardless, I was caught up in the schedule of sending crews to a swift water training. So all of the TRT guys had their helmets, their water shoes, their swim gear and whatnot. But all I had was a standard uniform that I wore to work that day. <laughs> Would it have been nice to know that I could have brought some water shoes and board shorts? Yeah, but at the same time, I was provided an opportunity for an experience that I otherwise would never have gotten. I had, no, I had a choice to make. I could have complained about it, or I could have just gone with the flow, figuratively and literally, right? Swift water. So I embraced the suck and stripped down as much as I could, remaining decent, of course, and jumped into the canal where we were training. Fortunately, I had a bag of extra clothing back at the station, and I specifically have that with me at all times just for such an occasion. The moral of the story here is be prepared to step outside of your comfort zone. Embrace it and go with the flow. Be grateful for the opportunities that this amazing career gives you to live a life of diverse excitement instead of the same old thing day after day. Number six, turn off your phone. I cannot tell you how annoying it is to hear someone's stupid-ass custom ringtone going off every five seconds. Not only does it bring negative attention to you, but you're soon known as a source of annoyance to those people around you. Keep your phone on vibrate or just turn it off altogether and focus on the job you just won the lottery to get. Don't bring your phone out on emergency calls 
don't be the jackass who's taking pictures and smiling with a big stupid grin on the way to someone else's life-threatening emergency. This makes you look like a total douchebag and doesn't show that you have the humility and or the respect for those you serve that you were hired for. Don't be posting private information or pictures of emergency scenes that give away people's anonymity. It's incredibly rude and disrespectful. Look, I get it. If you see an interesting injury or an impressive fire, you want to take a picture of it and share the excitement of what you do, that's fine. That's cool. I get that. But don't do it at the cost of a victim's integrity. Don't do it at the cost of their dignity. Do everything you can to protect the people who are suffering and let them keep their dignity and their privacy. Number seven, be present. It may be intimidating to be around your crew at first, and so you may find yourself wanting to go off and do tasks or do things alone so you don't have to experience any kind of awkwardness. However, make sure that you're available to your crew so that you can be productive with them. And so what I mean by that is that if you aren't around to hear any announcements your captain or crew might have, then you could be left out of the loop and that won't look good for you. Being around your crew gives you a front row seat to learn the things that irritate and annoy your crew. It helps you to identify the things your crew likes or dislikes. So for example, if you're cleaning the kitchen while some of the guys are talking about how much they hate seafood, then you know when you're charged with making meals to stay away from seafood. There's a lot to be learned simply by being in proximity to one another. It also helps solidify relationships so that people aren't walking on eggshells, needlessly apologizing, or being defensive about things. Hiding isn't the answer for anyone on shift, especially you. Number eight, welcome advice that's given to you. If people are willing to give you advice, take it. The more information you have, the more knowledgeable you become. That's obvious to me. And if somebody's willing to give you that advice for free, take it. Take the lessons learned by the senior members and apply them so they feel listened to, A, but also so that you gather information to keep the peace and incorporate what you've learned to future situations. Most of the advice I've received from firefighters that are senior to me was based on a mistake that they themselves once made and learned from. And what's better than learning from your mistakes? learning from the mistakes of others. So that's eight tips for surviving your first year as a firefighter. Like I said, those are things that you can take throughout your career. But I got a few other little bonus tips here that I'd like to go over. And some of these things are are personal to me in particular, things that I've personally learned. Those other ones are kind of general rules. These ones I'm going to give you right now are more personal. Um, As a probie, You should be the most eager to get things done. Not like in an overzealous, like Jojo the Idiot Circus Boy way, but in a way that shows that you feel the measure of how fortunate you were to be selected. So these things I'm going to go over are some tips that I've personally learned and observed from my time on the job. Be respectful of the rights and feelings of others. I'm not going to elaborate too much on these. They're pretty self-explanatory. Focus on your role as a firefighter until you find yourself feeling more than proficient. So I came on as an EMT. 
and I've been a paramedic for 12 years, which is an advanced level of care. I didn't feel like I could just jump right to that advanced level of care until I was more than proficient in my basic level. Once I got to the point in my basic level where I was thinking on an advanced level, I knew it was time to upgrade. So that's my delineation. That's my mark of of when to bump up. When doing laundry, fold others' laundry if they have a load coming out of the dryer. I made a huge mistake once. (laughs) I think it was like my first shift and my first experience at the firehouse. Um, I was doing laundry. Somebody else's laundry was coming out of the dryer. I took it all and I just kind of, I mean, I took it out of the dryer and I put it on the person's bed, but I just left it in like a big clumped ball. It was terrible. It was terrible. What a jackass I was. Um, and fortunately, that firefighter came to me and was like, hey, man, uh, maybe fold my stuff or maybe, you know, fold, fold people's clothes when you take them out of the dryer. Don't just let them sit there and get wrinkly. And like thinking back on it now, I'm like, duh, I can't believe I did that. But I was young. I wanted to like, you know, make sure I was doing the right thing. But I wasn't, I wasn't clearly thinking about other people. Uh, another bonus tip, limit your swearing. Show respect for the people you work with and the people you serve. Don't swear at them. Don't use that language. It doesn't take talent or skill or intelligence to swear. It takes talent, education, and intelligence to not swear. To find different words to explain what you're talking about. And if every other word's the F word, then how smart you really think you're coming off. Don't be a part of any unprofessional behavior in or out of the station, no matter how tempting. Being in the wrong place at the wrong time can be career-ending, and in some circumstances, life-ending. We've seen it. Guys go out to the bars, they get rowdy. I just, it happened here in the valley not too long ago. Somebody wound up dead. There goes his career. There goes his life. It's, It's a terrible thing. Don't gamble this amazing career on stupid decisions. Don't do it. Finally, be humble, hungry, and smart. And I've talked about what these terms mean back in episode seven, when I give the characteristics of the ideal team player, give it a listen to see what I mean. Episode seven. These guidelines are meant to help you make the transition from a new firefighter to crew member and eventually teammate. I've created a program that'll help you build that sense of trust and teamwork. It's called Crew Builder. It's six weeks long and like anything else in life, you'll get out of it just what you put into it. I go week by week and give you personal insight as well as tasks that you need to complete in order to take steps toward building a crew that knows who each other are and knows what the goals and standards are of its members. I also hold a weekly live chat virtual session so that we can go over each week's tasks as well as lessons learned from the week before. This is accountability in action, guys. It's a great place to start if you're having trouble connecting with your crew. This kind of purposeful action establishes you as the leader for positive change and not only affects you and your crew, but over time it bleeds over to your organization as a whole. Registration for Crew Builder 2019 is currently open and we'll get started sometime late in July. The details are on the Ignited website 
at www.ignitedff.com. At the top right, there's a link to it. And links can be found on all of my social media platforms. As always, thanks for listening, guys. Do me a favor. Please subscribe and share this episode with someone you think should hear it. As we delve deeper into these issues, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. I invite you to join the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group. This is where firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and discuss the challenges that we face, and it allows us to connect with others who are dealing with those same challenges. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Ignited.